Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze Podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by actors from the San Joaquin Valley. This episode features a mystery short story with a paranormal and scary twist. The Takeover, written by mystery author Kay George and read by local actor Ariel Lynn. The story was originally published in Kings River Life in 2012. When Chiefs quit after working only 20 minutes of vacuuming one sunshiny spring morning, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Maybe he hadn't gotten fully charged at his comfy docking station. I picked the dear little thing up and placed him carefully back at his home. His tiny orange heart started beating, telling me he was happily charging. All was well with the world. I was so glad I had a Roomba. The next day he started out across the kitchen floor as usual. He made those endearing beep 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 backing up noises that made him sound like a piece of toy construction equipment. But this time, he cleaned a few feet of the floor, then stopped, crying. Uh-oh. What's the matter, my darling Jeeves? I asked. Is something wrong with your charger? On my hands and knees, I could see the charger was plugged solidly into the outlet and his belly. I got up and went to my home office to look online for answers. I found a few workarounds and fiddled with him and his battery for a while, but nothing worked. I was stumped. Was he dying? I decided to let him charge overnight again. The following morning, he wasn't in the corner where he belonged. He was next to the kitchen table sitting quietly on a section of newspaper I'd left on the floor beside my chair. When I'd read the paper late the night before, I'd been dismayed to read that another zombie uprising was expected. The last one hadn't happened very close by, two states away, but this next one was expected in a nearby town. The graves there had shown signs of upheaval. The uprisings were increasing in frequency, according to the article. On the stroke of midnight, a cemetery would erupt, Zombies would emerge from the ruptured graves, sit up, and struggle to their feet to wreak havoc on the nearest humans. The papers display the images of the carnage oh, almost every day. I didn't like reading about an infestation so close, but I hadn't been able to avoid the headlines or the talk in the line at the grocery store. Not only were formerly human zombies taking over small towns, farmhouses, and abandoned shopping malls, a food processor in Chicago had leapt off the counter and pureed a cat, a beloved household pet. The bereaved owner called it a zombie food processor. Strange things were going on. Lifting Jeeves gently, I snatched the newspaper and crumpled it into the wastebasket. And Jeeves said, Uh-oh. When I picked him up, it was one of his standard program noises for when he was stuck. But he refused to vacuum. Again! I was getting fed up with the little bugger. I went to my office and got online again to see how much a newer model would cost. Maybe I could afford another one. Jeeves seemed to be dying. I suppose I should mourn his loss. He'd been such a fine cleaner. Oh, the price of a new battery was almost as much as a new machine. My kitchen floor and the others in the house, too, were getting dirtier by the day. The next day, I paged through the paper averting my eyes from the lurid pictures of the zombie carnage. After breakfast, I threw the paper on the floor, as usual, to remind myself to take it to the recycle bin on my next trip to the garage. 
and got to work in my office at my editing job. When I left the office for a break mid-morning, Jeeves was on top of the paper again. Was he reading the damn thing? I grabbed him, maybe somewhat roughly, ah, and got a mild shock. I shoved him back into his docking station, determined to take him to the trash tomorrow when I ran my Friday errands. A low rumble emanated from him. It wasn't a sound I'd ever heard before from his programmed innards. For some reason, it made the hair on the back of my neck prickle. <sighs> I shook my head at my silly apprehension and closed the door between the office and the kitchen to work that afternoon. As I sat at the kitchen table at dinner time, I heard the ominous, dull, growling noise again. I inclined my head toward Jeeves. There could be no mistake. It was coming from him. Maybe I should rename him Spot or something, if he were human, or even if he were a dog or cat. At least an adamate object. I might think he was expressing anger, hostility, maybe dismay at his dysfunctional state. I shook off a shiver. I told myself it must be one of the sounds he's programmed to show something's wrong. For a few moments, I continued eating. When I felt the sucking sensation on my bare toes under the table, I looked down. Jeeves was working away, vacuuming my feet. He'd drawn blood from my left big toe. Ah! I slammed him onto his charger and weighed him down with my large dictionary. I took my plate into the den and turned the TV volume up to mask the disturbing grumbles in the kitchen. That night... A soft whirling noise awakened me from a restless sleep. My first thought was the ceiling fan needed oiling. Then, I felt it. Something tugged on my hair. It pulled harder and harder. I switched on my bedside lamp and tried to sit up, but couldn't. Jeeves was eating my hair! Ah! Pulling it out by the roots! Oh! I stuffed a pillow on top of him and jerked my head away. More hair ripped out. Blood dripped onto my sheets. Using that morning's paper, I succeeded in wrapping him and carrying him to the trash container, which I wheeled to the end of the driveway so the automated garbage truck could forklift it and dump it into its hopper tomorrow. It felt good to get rid of that unsatisfactory piece of hardware. I took a deep breath, relieved. Maybe I would look for an old-fashioned vacuum. Most of them must be pushed, but... Some of Bright's were self-propelled. I'd shop around. When I returned from my mid-morning errands the next day, I wheeled the empty trash bin back into the side of the garage and went inside. The growling sound greeted me, and Jeeves sat just inside the doorway. It was as if he were waiting for me. Was there no way to get rid of him? Had he climbed out of the trash barrel? I needed to get him out of here, permanently. A few steps into the kitchen, he darted at my feet, and I tripped and went down. Oh, my feet smarting from his sting even through my tennis shoes. He reversed and came back at me. I managed to scramble to my feet and jumped onto a kitchen chair. He butted against it, but didn't dislodge me. Atop the chair, I seemed to be safe from being shocked and vacuumed. But I couldn't stay there forever. What to do? I had to get him out of the house. <sighs> I, I realized I was breathing heavily and 
My thumping heartbeat was competing with his low, menacing rumbles. This would not do. I would not be cornered in my own home by a piece of machinery! I wiped damp palms on my jeans and calmed myself. Putting all my effort into making a tremendous leap, I got past Jeeves and raced to the linen cupboard, grabbed a large tablecloth and threw it over him. I wrapped it around him, ignoring his muffled cries, which sounded more like pleading now than threats. I managed to get the horrid thing into my car trunk without a shock. I drove straight to the dump, listening to thumping and groaning from the trunk. At the entrance, I got out and approached the man in the gatehouse. I hadn't thought what I would say. How could I tell him I had a rogue Roomba in the trunk? He greeted me with a cheery smile and I thought fast. There's an appliance in my trunk that I need to get rid of. I'll get it for you, he said, walking to the back of the car. Be careful, I've been getting shocks from it. He paused at the closed trunk. It's not one of those vacuum doohickeys, is it? Startled that he had guessed, I admitted it was. We've gotten a few of those in the last couple days. He grabbed a long-handled shovel and took it and a wheelbarrow to the rear of my car. I should be able to get him this way. How did you know? I almost asked how he knew Jeeves was a male, but <laughs> that would sound too ridiculous. How do you know how to handle it? After a couple shocks, <laughs> I figured it out. I popped the trunk and he maneuvered Jeeves into the wheelbarrow, then threw a piece of thick cloth over him. I'll take it from you, he said. I drove off, relieved to be rid of the pest. That night, I went to bed, secure in the knowledge that my house was rid of the alien, metal, enemy. The next morning, my friend Anna came over for coffee, as she usually did on Saturdays. After some chat about local library funding, the lack thereof, and the deplorable deaths in the neighboring town from the zombie infestation, she glanced at the empty docking station. Did your Roomba quit working? Yes. He just died. I think it might have been the battery. I lied. But a new battery is so expensive. That's weird. Mine died too. On Thursday. And my mother's quit working Friday. What did you do? She looked away. We had to get rid of them. Did yours, well, attack you? I had to know. If this was a widespread defect, the company should be told. She leaned toward me and lowered her voice, as if a Roomba were nearby and might overhear. Yes, they both shocked us. Mother fell and we had to take her to the emergency room for the burns. She'll be okay, but it was upsetting to her. What with her heart and all? I took Jeeves to the dump, I said. Jeeves? I reddened, realized I had revealed my pet name for him. Yes, that was his name. Joe threw mine in the lake, Anna said, referring to her husband. And mother's, too. They didn't have names. At least we're rid of them. We finished our coffee with some gossip about the new couple in the middle of the block and the way their dog barked so much during the day. Then, Anna left. I spent the rest of Saturday checking vacuum prices online and eventually ordered one to be delivered in a week. Clouds gathered all day Sunday, and by nighttime, a gentle rain was falling. It was lovely. 
to fall asleep to the regular patter of raindrops on the roof. Feeling safe. Monday morning, the sun burst through the clouds when I opened the door to fetch the newspaper from the lawn. I shook it out and started to read the headline, but thought I heard thunder. I looked up to see if the rain was starting again, but the sound was coming from lower, from the ground. I looked down to see a line of Roombas between me and my front door. Oh, they smelled like rotten food, and some trailed streamers of great trash behind them. One winged his glowing top light at me, and I... I thought I recognized Jeeves. They growled and surged toward me, sparks flying from their evil innards. As I fell, the paper flew from my hands, but I caught the words, Zombie Roombas, in the headlines. The Takeover was produced by Kings River Life. You can learn more about Kay George on her website, kgeorge.wixsite.com slash k-george. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Memley. Check out Kings River Life magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com. Now we'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter to get special interviews with the authors of the podcast stories. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL at Kings River Life. If you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it because this helps make us easier for others to find. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery.